This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Some parts of Washington state are coming close to setting all-time highs for coronavirus cases. It's not too late. By acting now, we can reverse this trend. We can squash the curve again. That's State Health Secretary Dr. John Wiesman. He says western Washington is seeing sharp increases in its most populated counties and in all age groups. Case counts in 15 of our 39 counties are climbing quickly near or beyond previous peaks. And he says hospitalization rates are going up too. If the University of Washington's latest projections hold true, the need for intensive care unit beds could stretch beyond our state's current supply by mid-January. Dave, um, things are going in the wrong direction. Do you feel like... Further restrictions are on the horizon. Well, I do not, only because I think that we've gotten to the point where there's not much more you can do. We get mask reminders uh, every day. I think part of the hospital problem is that we have higher capacity here in western Washington than some of the areas Mm -hmm. of the state where you're seeing um, uh, a higher number of cases. Um, The good news that I hear is that because of progress in treatments, that the the percentage of cases that end in death is going down. So that's one good thing. I don't think people are in the mood, though, to to go back to closing everything again just when we were starting to open up. Let's talk about um, the approach that is happening in a lot of Republican-led states. They are um, preaching personal responsibility uh, rather than mandating official lockdowns and further closures. And to be fair, you know, Democratic governors and and other blue states, if you will, they're not, like you've said, you know, imposing any further restrictions. But um, sort of the messaging that's been going on really from the beginning in Republican-led states is trust the people and we can give them the information that they need. And of course, this is all interesting timing because a lot of these politicians who are making the decisions are up for election. How does the election influence the decision uh, in both Republican and Democratic-led states? Well, we're getting a clear policy choice here. I mean, the Republican reflex has been to trust people to mask up if they think they need to and uh, accept the consequences. Now, I think what—and and, uh, North Dakota, it looks like it's going to be the, the test laboratory for this because the governor there has really made this a, a political point. The Democrats have gone way too far. She is not going to impose any restrictions or mandates. Uh, she says, you, you guys know what's going on here, so— it's a matter of personal responsibility, so it'll be a it'll be a test, and uh, I think that's a good thing. We need to know, and and I think what what Governor Nome Christy Nome is saying is that yes, the number of cases are going up, but that's because of more testing, and just because you get sick doesn't mean you're going to die. People get sick. People sometimes need hospitalization, but the treatments are getting better. So um, uh, this is not it's not irresponsible of me to leave it up to your personal responsibility. Now, this is the kind of thing that uh, I've been wanting to see tested for a long time because that that seems to be the main, one of the main differences between the party approaches, right? Republicans all about personal responsibility, not just in this, but in just about everything. And Democrats saying, if you want to have an impact, you got to pull together. Now, so far, the the personal responsibility side doesn't seem to be winning in terms of the the death toll. And uh, actually, Barack Obama pointed out the the poster child for how to um, how to do it right. And that's would be South Korea, where through their mandates and, and I guess they have they have somewhat of a different culture as well. They're into wearing masks already. Yeah. But I mean, their death toll per 100,000 is far 
below ours. Uh, even though the um, the infection in the beginning was was uh, just as intense, so I guess we'll see if it works. I guess the cruel interpretation would be to say that uh, North Dakota is going to just let natural selection run its course, but um, I guess we we have to see. People don't want to take uh, direction anymore; they want to want to see what actually happens, and so. I guess we'll find out. If we can just set the record straight on one thing, because I know you, you mentioned one of the the popular talking points um, from many Republican leaders is that cases are rising this fall because there's more testing. Yeah, That runs contrary to what every public health doctor has been saying. Yes, there is more testing that could lead to more rising cases, but you also have to look at some other factors too. For instance, the positivity rate. In, in some states now... 20% positivity rate. That would suggest that the virus is is spreading more rapidly because more people are getting sick. It's not just mm-hmm. the fact that more people are being tested, more people are getting sick. And here's a reminder also that what happens in other states will affect neighboring states. Here in Washington, for instance, we have patients coming from Idaho because their hospitals are so full. We heard from Andrea Nagel. She's with Kootenai Health in Coeur d'Alene. And she says they're at 99% capacity. All of us are, are ready to return to normal life as soon as we can, but the unfortunate reality is that's just not not happening. And she tells Cairo 7 TV that Seattle area hospitals right now are at 76% capacity, so that does leave room for now for Idaho coronavirus patients. We'll, we'll see uh, if hospitals can hold up, though, with this, this latest fall surge. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no fudging that statistic, right? If the hospitals are full, they're full. If the death rate goes up, it goes up. And uh, there will be efforts to try to relate that to the policies of various states. And uh, yeah, those are the numbers you can you can fudge the numbers of cases and say, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody gets sick. But one thing you can't fudge is who dies. In light of rising cases in our states, Governor Jay Inslee is cracking down on colleges and universities. We simply have to address this issue. It is too raging. There have been 35 coronavirus outbreaks on campuses, including at the University of Washington and Washington State's. Here are the new restrictions now in place from the state. It will require masks at all times in living areas on campus, except when outside or in sleeping areas. Congregate sleeping porches uh, will no longer be allowed. No more than two residents are allowed to uh, uh, share the same sleeping area. And he says common areas can have no more than five people in them at a time. The governor says the major driver of infections right now continues to be unsafe socializing. We have made it clear to the Greek organizations that this is a serious issue, not just for themselves, but for the wider community. A day later, officials at WSU in Pullman responded saying that they are bringing cases down. We actually started in the high 20 percent. We've actually brought that down a lot. Jason Sampson, assistant director for public health, is referring to the positivity rate for Whitman County. Last week, it was 10 percent. Currently, there are 50 active COVID cases associated with the campus between students and staff. He says transmissions are coming from social settings and not from classrooms or labs. And with that in mind, Governor Inslee also had an advisory to issue about the Apple Cup. Maybe the most important thing here, when we do watch the Apple Cup, we just need to socially distance. We need to wear masks, even with our good friends. And that means Washington State University is joining the governor in asking football fans to stay home this season. The school says it understands how much fans look forward to home games, but 
Due to COVID-19, it's asking you to root responsibly and cheer from the safety of your homes with members of your own household. Campus parking lots will also be closed to tailgating on game day weekends. And no camping or portable structures like canopies will be allowed on campus. Any thoughts on that, Dave? I don't know. No. (laughs) Okay, me neither. As we've been talking about the false surge today, a vaccine feels more urgent than ever. And wouldn't it be nice to have one by Election Day? Well, the state health department met President Trump's deadline, unveiled the first version of its vaccine distribution plan, and it includes several phases. Michelle Roberts is Washington's assistant health secretary. The plan itself outlines the specific actions and steps the department will take. Um, like developing equitable vaccine allocation, developing the strong infrastructure um, with healthcare providers for vaccine distribution and clinical training, um, how we're going to be tracking vaccine administration data. And Robert says the allocation of vaccines will be guided by, in her words, maximizing health and societal benefits while taking an equity lens into consideration. That means communities that see higher infection rates and or are at a higher risk of death or serious complications will get the first doses. So frontline healthcare workers, first responders and the African-American and black communities, Latinx communities, Pacific um, Islander communities, immigrant and refugee communities, older adults, people experiencing homelessness, farm workers, people with underlying health conditions individuals with disabilities. The second phase of the rollout will bring vaccines to pharmacies, community health centers, doctor's offices, and other clinics. Phase three will hopefully cover the rest of the population and all along the way, Robert says, improving public confidence in the vaccine will be a key priority. This all seems like a pretty prudent response. Yes, and uh, I think it's motivated by the fact that There's not going to be enough doses for everybody in the beginning, and so you have to make sure the people who need it the most are going to get it. About public confidence in the vaccine, this, I think, will actually be one of the more difficult efforts. Um, A recent Yahoo Finance Harris poll actually showed that nearly two-thirds of Americans now have concerns about this fast-tracked COVID-19 vaccine, part of the Operation Warp Speed. 63% now say they feel more concerned about receiving a COVID-19 vaccine than they do about other vaccines. And you heard Robert say that they're looking at this through an equity lens, so minority groups will be prioritized as getting the first doses. But this same poll found that black Americans' confidence in the vaccine is plummeting. 43% of African Americans now say they will get a vaccine once it's available. That's down 22 percentage points since August. How do you turn confidence around in the vaccine? I guess everybody has to make a cost-benefit calculation, right? How worried are you about catching it? Uh, How do you evaluate your own physical condition? And uh, do you have a gut feeling that taking the vaccine might be more dangerous than than not taking it? Uh, Personally, now that that I'm hearing that uh, in the UK they're going to actually use these these challenge tests where they deliberately infect somebody who's been vaccinated with with the virus, brave people who volunteered to do this, Um, If it passes that test, I feel pretty confident that uh, it would be effective and worth taking. Imagine if your breath could detect a COVID-19 infection. Yes, the company AstroTech said this week it's partnering with the Cleveland Clinic to develop a rapid 
breath test to detect COVID. The company announced in March it was developing the Breath Test 1000 mass spectrometer that could screen for lung infections, including the coronavirus. Researchers at the Cleveland Clinic say the advantage of breath testing is that it is non-invasive and non-intrusive. You just, it's, I guess it's like uh, getting a DUI test. Exactly. Uh, the side of the road, you breathe in and either you're positive or you're not. It's COVID breathalyzer. We'll be back with you next Thursday to discuss the latest coronavirus news. You can subscribe to this podcast, and you can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.